You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. Doc, it feels like 2013. We're like, we're cranking these out pretty consistently. Uh, considering we haven't been doing so as much over the last few years, so this is this is this is uh, this feels like old times a little bit. I mean, hip hop obviously, a lot of people in hip hop took took parts of 2020 off, and they all Absolutely. and they all thought that they were going to be able to like space it out through 2021. But you know, COVID has has been unpredictable, and so now it's just like, well, I guess we got to get it. <laughs> Everybody's got to come out now. Let's just do it now. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're we're we are here back to back to back with all the nerdy uh, content that you guys need to get your to get your hip hop fix. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get to your favorite album title in recent memory? <laughs> Drake's Certified Lover Boy. Nah, I think we can get right into uh, to Aubrey Graham. All right. This album has been has been cooking for a minute. It has. So he announced uh, in 2019 that he was working on a new album. Mm -hmm. Then he officially, like the day that Dark Lane demo tapes came out last year, he actually gave it a title and said it's coming in 2020. It was originally scheduled for late 2020. Mm -hmm. Then it got, and then so we had the, the first single was supposed to be Laugh Now, Cry Later. Mm -hmm. That's like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Then he hurts his knee. Mm -hmm. Delayed to January, 2021. Yeah. Or he might have hurt his knee after somewhere in there he hurts his knee. So earlier this year he drops Scary Hours Two. Remember there was the commercial with the January date too. Right. He had, he had the little commercial was showing the different like sort of recreating a la the uh, the J uh, video for um, where he recreates the album covers. What is that? Uh, Mag was that Magna Carta? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, and uh, and then we you know we had I think vaguely it was going to be summer 2021, and uh, yeah. here we are coming right into labor day weekend basically the end of summer 2021 and we've got the album and we got the album yep he all yeah he announced it was going to be before the summer was over and then yep september here we and, are and so last week we we got a date and then this week this is an interesting marketing move well first we had the cover which was so calculated almost not to be an album cover but more to try to get people talking online mm-hmm which it did. So I guess it worked. It worked. Um, then, in what is a, honestly a really cool marketing move, you put up billboards in cities, basically for each guest artist saying, so like in New York, it said, hey, New York, the GOAT is on CLB. Mm-hmm. Got people talking. Who's the GOAT? Well, I've, everybody, I, what's interesting is like a, some people talking, but it didn't really take long. Like every, almost everybody was like, oh, he means Jay-Z. Yeah, 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 which really, honestly, kind of answer in a weird way. Drake has answered the question. Mm, who's the greatest of all time? Yeah, it didn't really take much conversation. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why is because he's he's called many people the goat, right? So, especially in New York. So, it, that, yeah, I saw some people say that that could have been Nicki Minaj, and that would have made sense because he's called Nicki the goat before. Well, and in the Billboard for Wayne, he says the greatest rapper alive. Exactly. Well, I mean, that makes sense, though, because Wayne had the greatest rapper alive record and it's in New Orleans. I think when you put the the fact that the the billboards were 
uh, region specific, city specific. Um, it, it narrows the conversation down. Now, if he would have put the greatest rapper of all time in L.A., people would have been like, well, dang, who's he talking about? <laughs> they would have been like, wow, he's really got a, a, an old Tupac acapella? Right. People would have been like, he's have a Pac verse, the him and Kendrick makeup, like his Ice Cube on that. Like there would have been, you know, people would have had different theories. I think New York narrowed it down to Jay or Nicki. Um, and well, then people got mad where people were like, yo, you can't play like that. You better have Nikki on the album, and I think he knew that with the Billboard, which is why. And we'll get there. She, yeah, sure. She's kind of on the album. She's on there enough, <laughs> enough for you. Yeah, I mean, not even on some like I don't need her rapping. That's not what I'm saying. I think that her appearance actually is perfect. Mm. I think it's I think it's really good. It's all you need. Yeah, it's it's the the theatrics of the record makes it makes that make sense. Well, I'm not mad at it at all. Trying to think, was there anything else? We didn't even get a track list until like just before. Yeah, so apparently I was asleep at the time, but apparently it did not come out at midnight. Right, it came out at like 2 a.m. or something? Yeah, 2 a.m. So I don't know if that was because they were fixing stuff or if that was due to, you know, just the theme of Scary Hours. Well, there was some last minute sample clearances, which we're going to get to. Okay. And that's... that. Did you see the... Well, we'll, we'll talk about it when we talk about it, but that was definitely some of it. Is there was some... Some last minute inclusions where they're like, oh, yeah, we got to. Mm, OK, some. Quick. OK, I didn't know that was. I think I know what you're talking about. Yep. I didn't know that that was last minute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. OK, got it. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't even really know what was there a single? Yes. The single came out the same day as the album. Yeah, we, we had, as you, I think, pointed out. I can't forget it. I forget if this was via text or if we did this in the show, but you were talking we about how, um, you know, there was you know, Instagram videos and stuff from, uh, from a song called too sexy, mm-hmm. which, uh, I then joked, Oh, I mean, they're going to sample. I'm too sexy. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Boy, I was more right than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> and, uh, but we, you know, <laughs> we, we didn't really know, like we didn't know are any of these other records. Cause, uh, laugh now, cry later. That was a hit. Yeah. The three songs from Scary Hours 2 debuted at one, two, and three on Billboard. Right. So I, I thought that what's next would have at least been on there. Yeah. I could have seen Laugh Now, Cry Later. Mm-hmm. I could have seen What's Next. Yep. And so in addition to those official releases, Drake has also kept very busy over the last year with a lot of guest appearances. Mm-hmm. Kind of having a little bit of a run. A little bit. Unfortunately, you know, I don't, I don't know why OVO signed, signed uh, Smiley, but that Smiley record, Drake crushes. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and he oh. gave Solid yeah. to Young Thug. Mm-hmm. And what else? He was on Migos. Uh, Migos record. He had the, uh, the Your Mind Still record with yep. Young Blue. Yep. He had the Drakeo the Ruler record. Drakeo the Ruler, yep. Uh, yeah, he's been, I mean, he's been busy. Yeah. He's been working. Plus, Roughly. plus those, plus, you know, the, 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 the less said about Dark Lane demo tapes, the better. I should revisit that at some point. I'm just. I, you know what I did? I was going to, cause I saw a lot of people giving very strong hot takes about this album. Mm. And I was like, yo, Dark Lane was really bad. I went back and listened to it. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's underwhelming. It's got a couple joints that are like solid, but it's not, it's not terrible yeah the, it's not terrible it suffered 
I think it suffers from a distinct problem that we should we're definitely going to talk about in the context of, of this review, which we could talk about later. Um, okay. So, are we ready to go track by track and in, in, in patented clock radio speakers fashion? Let's let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. So the Drake has a has a tradition with openers, mm-hmm. and we start with champagne poetry, produced by yep. Forty, Manish, and I. Can, I've never said this guy's name out loud. Is it Masego? I think it's Masigo. Masigo. Man, we man, we're so old. When would I say I that name? If you're listening to him, because he's got a he's got a, a nice size fan base. You late? I'm very late because that Beatle, this Beatles sample is crazy, and that's yeah, him. That sample's crazy. That's from his song. Oh, okay. He's got a song I from 2017 that. with that same sample. Okay. Um, now I don't know if he paid the money to officially clear it or if it was just on whatever, but. He would have had to if if uh, if Drake used it. Well, Drake had to clear it again this time. Like, right? It's I think it's noteworthy, and there's another spot in the album where this happens, and this is what the contra- part of the controversy is, is that um, he's credited as a co-producer, and then the Beatles are credited with the sample, mm. which that's one way to sample somebody who did not officially clear their sample in the first place. Mm-hmm. There's another time in this album when that happens, but champagne poetry. I think how, what do you think about this? This record is crazy. This first half of this is ridiculous. Uh, both. I think the both. beat switch is fine. Nah, man. I, I think it's a good beat, but I didn't really need it. Like he could have just kept going over that first beat. That first beat is crazy. Yeah. First beat is crazy. It's definitely jarring. It's a good intro beat. It's because a it's- very good intro beat. Yeah, very open for Drake to just get his bars off. Um, yeah, but I, I like both parts. I like the beat switch. Beat switch works for me. Um, yeah, and he's he's rapping and he's talking heavy on the first part. He's talking real heavy on yeah. the first part. Second part kind of sets a tone for the album for me. Mm. Um, and I also did not say this. Like I said this on a pre. Uh, I might have said this on a pre-show, but just let me reiterate. Yeah. This is a. Are we gonna tell them when we're recording? What's that? Does that matter? I said, are we going to tell the people when we're recording? Oh, yeah, we should. It's uh, it's Labor Day, September 6th in the afternoon right now. Okay. So it's Monday. It's Monday, Labor Day weekend. Doc and I got to grustle and grind and, you know, get what we need to get to. So we had to get this this review out a little earlier. Um, I'm still living with this album. So there's yeah. going to be some some things and some theories I have or, or uh, feelings on this album that I haven't fully fleshed out yet. For sure. So with that said... Um, for me, the, the woe is me raps (laughs) like have a really, they, they have a, 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 a microscope to them in a way that previous albums may not have as much, but they're really jarring here where it's like, man, are you happy with your life? Man. Are you okay? There's a couple records on here where I'm just like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, Another reason why <laughs> him and Kanye are better better friends than enemies, man. They can sit there and just talk to each other. Um, I felt like he was trying to go for, for, for the Tuscan leather feel with this. With the beat switch? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, is that considered his best intro? I think a lot of people have it up there. What was the intro to Take Care? Over My Dead Body. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Let me see. We got... Oh, Lust for Life? Lust for Life is up there for me. I like Free Smoke a lot. 
A lot of people like Free Smoke. Legend is uh, good. Legend is dope. Over My Dead Body, Tuscan Leather. Man. He's got a run. He's got a Jeezy-esque run. Yeah. With the intros. So, with that said, I, re- I, I like this intro a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Very good intro. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. So, next up is uh, Poppy's Home. <laughs> AKA Daddy's Home. Yeah. Produced by Super Mario and some of the people I've never heard of. But that's okay, cause man, why is this song so dope? This record is really, really dope. The, what, it, what a great sample! Yeah, who, who, who is that? It's Montel Jordan. I thought it was Montel Jordan. <laughs> that's Montel Jordan. It's the yep. last song on his nineteen on his debut album, and it's called Dad. The song's called Daddy's Home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is this is a fantastic song. This record is dope. It's like when there's there are two. There are two Drakes, right? So when Drake gets in his bag, like this, this I'm too, I'm too big for this bag. I'm too good for this. And all you peasants yeah. can eat off my crumb, the crumbs off my table. I don't know why I enjoy it, but I do. Yeah. Um, I'll bring that up a little later when we get to, the, to another record in particular. But uh, yeah, this record is dope. That's why I think Nikki... Cause that's kind of Nikki's posture too. Yeah. Nikki's like, I'm the I'm the queen. I'm better than everybody. You know, get these peasants away from me. So when she gets on here and she talks heavy, like I don't even got a rap. I just I'm just gonna tell y'all, I'm your mother. You know, I think it works. So this record is dope. Yeah. So I, I listened to this album the first. I I went for a run on on Friday morning and I put this in the headphones when I was running around. By the way, this is a very strange album to go for a run to. Oh um, boy, we'll get there. <laughs> I'm like, how did you do anything other than? I had, I mean I ran errands to I've run errands to it a couple of times. Yeah. That's how I get it outside. And even then I'm like, man, this is a lot. But um I I wasn't, you know, when you're running and listening to something the first time, you're not catching the subtlety. And the first time I really thought to myself, I was like, oh wow. So he's gone from acknowledging one kid that he's just like, listen, I've got kids everywhere. It's all, fine. All of y'all are my sons. Uh, well, I <laughs> the second time I listened, I was like, oh, I see what he's doing. But the first oh, time you I, thought he was like <laughs> the first time because I'm running it. I'm like, I'm whatever. I'm listening to this. And I was like, oh, wow, he's just doing it. I was like, that's why there's 12 pregnant women on the cover. Oh, shoot. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, no, I know that. I know that now. But like the first time I was like, wow, that's a bolt. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That's called taking a weakness into a strength. <laughs> right. No, nah, man, this uh, it's a great sample. You're right. I think Nikki is is fine on this just to do some trash talking. It works. Yeah, it's dope. Anything else you need to say about this? No, record is dope. Okay, next up is Girls Want Girls featuring Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. This is produced by Oz. I, I always say Oz. I think it's Oz. Oz and uh, who else? Oh, Oz and 40. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Drake is a 34-year-old man, right? He is. He's dangerously close to old man in the club status. The only thing that keeps him away is his status. When did R. Kelly make the make the jump from being like, okay, it's still it's still fine. It's somewhere between Ignition Remix and so like somewhere like he got to an age where everybody and some of that was he had a lot of a lot of other baggage and and that came along with that's more complicated. But like there's just a certain point where like maybe old man in the club status isn't the right way to put it. But like you remember the reality show Rock of Love? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was the uh it was the the white people version of flavor of love right yeah 
Right. And like with Brett, Brett Michaels, right? Like 80s mm-hmm. rocker. Yep. And it's like, is that what Drake's going to be? I think so. Yeah. You know, I was having a conversation with my wife about this. Yeah. This is a safe, safe space. It's a safe space. So again, we went to this lounge yesterday. Um, and I would say we were probably, it was probably like around our age range. It was like maybe 30, early, early 30s to maybe like mid 40s, late, even some late 40s were in there. And you see two types of people and I'll be, I'll be, I won't be gender specific. Sure. I won't just focus on the women. I'll do both. I'll do both sides. So you'll see, but I'll, I'll address the women first. You'll see the women who've been, you know, have been, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, they're beautiful, beautiful women. And they, um, from maybe high school or college or whatever, they're pretty consistently pursued and chased by multiple guys. And they liked being chased. Mm. Um, And because of that, they never really like settled down into a relationship. And now you are, you know, at a certain place in your life and you're looking to still be chased and you're always going to get chased because you're, you know, you're always going to be pretty. Right. But like a lot of the guys who were chasing you before have now decided like, well, this chase isn't warranting the catch. You know, men like chasing, but we want to catch what we chase. And then in turn, because of that, I'm not going to chase you anymore. I'm going to catch someone else, essentially. And I'm going to start a family and get married and, you know, just get get out the way. Equally with that is the guy in the club where the guy was the man for a long time, maybe a star athlete, something like that. Um, You know, lots of women coming in and out of his dorm on a regular basis. and He's still acting like he's a junior in college, but he is not. (laughs) He got his degree 15 years ago. Um, And I always just wonder like what that mindset, like what happens to that or how that progresses as you get older, you know, both of those mindsets. And Drake may be, you know, venturing into that territory where he he said it on. I think it was uh, Omerta where he said everybody I know who's married is miserable. So maybe he's seen that and he's like. I don't want any part any parts of that. Like, Doc, let me ask you a question. When's the last time he sort of like put himself in a very vulnerable position with a woman on in music? Like where he would talk about how much he loved Rihanna or he would talk about a girl that he loved and you know, this didn't work out. Like, do you hear any of that on this album? Well, there are some songs that maybe sort of get to that, but they're really I don't know. We could talk about effing fans at some point, but See that, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. So it's from a completely toxic perspective. Oh. Old Drake was like, yo, I love this girl and we were supposed to get married, but I wasn't ready or this didn't work out or whatever. But like now it, it's not that at all. No, no. I mean, the fact that like in the, in the Apple music description for this album, he says that this was, is this app? This album is a mixture of, let me get, make sure I get this right. He says, hold on. Yeah, it was toxic. A combination of toxic masculinity and acceptance of truth, which is inevitably heartbreaking. And then he dedicated it to to uh, to models. I know one of them was recently murdered in a murder suicide. That was crazy. I don't know who the other name was. Yeah. Also, also murdered, I think. Oh, okay. Yo, man, y'all are weird. Y'all are weird. I just I just want to point I just want to point that out. Like who's weird? Just (sighs) the guy who obsesses over 
or feels like obsesses over a woman to the point of possession. Mm. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got y'all got to chill out. Y'all got to chill out. It's just that's just a lot. That's a lot. I know that like emotions and relationships. Like, look, we've all done crazy things in relationships, exes and all that stuff. Like, we all got we all have stories, but to the point of like murder suicide. Like, y'all gotta chill. Y'all gotta chill. That's like extremely unfortunate, and that's me being very nice and diplomatic about it. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Drake, continue. Girls like girls. Yeah, girls want girls. Um, girls want girls. Whatever. I mean, girls. basically, what? Right. I mean, do you think somebody spoke up and said, "Hey"? Could we retry that lesbians line? <laughs> no, because I know exact like Doc. Okay, I'm not gonna say. In, I'm not gonna. In 2021, you don't think someone said, "Hey, maybe"? No, because it made it. No, I don't. I don't. I know that was rhetorical. <laughs> Obviously, nobody did. No, they did because, man, when we were in high school in 2000, 2001. 2000, the Lip Biscuit era. <laughs> you would hear guys say, oh, yeah, I'm a lesbian. I'm a lesbian, too. And it was just to insinuate, I like girls, right? Like, that was the, the quote-unquote harmlessness about it. Yeah. 20 years later, that statement does not have the same harmlessness to it. <laughs> so, 30, how old is Drake? 32? 34. 34-year-old Drake. Mm-hmm. Well, this song is, is, well, no, I'm sorry. There's a different song that's older. But yeah, I don't know how old this song is. But um, yeah, 34-year-old Drake turns 35 this fall. Yeah, October. <sighs> October's very young. Here's the thing, like, what's maddening is this song is doing very well. Is it, so that's maddening to you? It's not even the, it's not even the dumb lesbians line or the dumb content. It's just not even that good of a song. It's not that, that's what it comes down to for me. It's like, it's, it's, the theme of this album is, I've heard Drake do this before and better. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Eh. To eh. me, I, I think um, Drake uh, fell into the, uh, the problem that he had on, on views, mm-hmm. which is a slow start to the album. Mm. Where is the energy? Oh, we'll get into the energy. Well, but. <laughs> oh, boy. No, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all I'm saying is. If you were to make a, a 1.5 or if you imagine a world where maybe this album comes out a little earlier and wasn't delayed, you know what would have slotted perfectly at track three? Hmm. Laugh Now, Cry Later. Hmm. Right? You've got those first, you've got the intro, then you've got you've got the, the track with the R&B sample, and now we, we pick it up a little bit. And instead mm-hmm. we get Girls Want Girls, which is, it's a, I gotta say, the, the genius description of the song is who wrote this because it says drake and little baby show their admiration for lesbian women okay first of all that's not that's not what's happening here okay they're fetishizing them not showing their admiration for them yeah yeah nah no this is not this song's not it for me yeah i'm 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 saying i'm not even good i like all that other stuff again yeah just I, I know what I'm getting into when I'm listening to certain uh, types of hip hop. So like a lot of that stuff is just like, it is what it is. It comes with the territory, but like, at least be good. At least be good. Nope. It's not even whack. It's just, eh. Yeah. It's kind of, eh. And somewhat infuriating, right? Is Drake and Lil Baby earlier this year had wants and needs, which mm-hmm. is so much better than this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, this is a skip. Not working for me. 
Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Next up is uh, In the Bible, featuring Lil Durk and Giveon, produced by 40. Uh, this guy named Leon Thomas, who apparently was like, I saw this going around, which is fascinating. I was like, who is Leon Thomas? Um, he was like on some like Disney Channel show from like 10 years ago or whatever. It was like where, you know, they always have kids doing music or whatever. And basically he's like mm-hmm. grown up and guess what? He's a musician. So he's got credits. On, he's got a couple credits on his album. But um, how do you feel about in the Bible? Another eh for me. I got nervous with the, with the song title. I, I thought you might. And then it was just one of those things where like it feels like it was a song that didn't have a title to it. And they just took a phrase yeah. out of the hook and said, here's the, here's the title. Um, but again, eh. I don't know if you're doing that for the like the shock value. You know, like, oh, it's a song called In the Bible. Uh-oh. But again, eh. I think this I don't really is, have much to say about it. I think this is on here because like he wanted like I don't know. I think that this is on here because like he wanted to give Lil Dirk the, the look. Like they had been working together. You wanted him on the album, and he thought too much time had passed since Laugh Now Cry Later. So here's the other one. The song is not good. Yeah. Why is Lil Dirk even on this? Dirk is hot. He he spends the last like chunk like small chunk of the verse basically saying I did my dance one time on TikTok and went viral with it and then just kind of sit like lets the beat kind of do its thing for a little while. I don't get the song at all. I didn't even get that far. Oh yeah, no. He 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 name drops his uh, his girlfriend's cosmetic line and says uh, Drake's songs do a billion streams for sure. I'm just promoting her stuff. He actually says that on the song. There you go. Uh, Sure. Shout out to shout out to her, but like. Why is this song here? I don't get it, man. In track three and Charlie, you're telling me track three and four we're, we're we're talking about as being skips, right? Right. Considering like the sequencing on this on this album is a tremendous problem. Yes, huge problem. Yep. Okay. Speaking of of sequencing being kind of an interesting thing, next up is uh, "Love All" featuring Jay, produced by Oz and Des Wright and Leon Thomas. Go ahead. This is such a weird spot in the album for this song. Mm, okay. Like, imagine if Pound Cake had been track five. I don't think Pound Cake shouldn't have been at the end of the album. I don't mind it towards the end, but like, so I was talking about energy, right? Yeah. I, so I like this song. Okay. I, lo- I love Jay's verse. And I okay. can't wait to hear what you say about that. Okay. Um, but like, we've had no energy on this album. All the energy comes from the intro. Right. And, and, uh, and Poppy's song. And the sample on Poppy's song. But like we have yeah. been sloping down. And like I'm a firm believer. I mean, maybe you need to balance it out. But like you need to start with energy. And like, I, like to me, that was a criticism I had of Views. Views, I feel like takes a long time to get cranked. Mm-hmm. And then he's just unloading hit after hit in the middle of the album, basically. It's weird. And I feel like he did it again. It's, just gets off to us. It's like an oddly slow start. I like this record. I just don't like it at track five, but I feel like you might feel differently about this or maybe you're not sure. No, no, no. I know how I feel about this. All record. right. How do you feel about this song? The first time I heard Jay's verse, I was extremely underwhelmed mm. and I was like, yo, he really gave eh verses to Kanye and Drake. That's hilarious. Mm. Um, went back and listened to it again. And I was like, okay, Drake, it, it was better, but I realized why I didn't like the verse. Wow. Two things. Number one, Jay on this uh, like woe is me victim rap stuff yep. when he spent the last some odd years 
acting like everything was beneath him was jarring and that's me being nice. It's like, I don't know if I want that from Jay in his 50s, number one. Number two, why are you talking about um, don't be friends with my enemies and you're on both Drake and Kanye's album? This is this song is uh, has been cooking for a long time. Their beef has been cooking for a long time. Both sides. This song was probably recorded two years ago. How do you know? Because the internet got- told me. Oh, uh, okay. I was no. I was. I'm not asking like no, no, no. aggressively. Like, how do you know? No, 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 no. Like, um, what, like what? So what the song, out? this song leaked online in June of 2020. Did it really? And if you, according to Genius, if you look at the file tags for that, it seems like it might have been recorded in 2019. Oh, but this is wow. a, this is a, this is from the early album sessions, and you knew this. I mean, if so, if he had this kind of sitting around, that tells you everything. You need to know about what he thought about the purpose of Dark Lane demo tapes. Is if he's sitting on a J, or he's like, nope, J get J's for the album, for sure. But I mean, I wouldn't put Dark Lane demo. I wouldn't put a J verse on Dark Lane demo tapes. I'm just saying. That's like that's that's disrespectful to a Jay Z verse. The same way of you rambling about Drake is disrespectful to an Andre 3000 verse. Like you save those for the album. Yeah. You respect you respect the artist enough to say I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put you on my actual project. And put some budget budget behind you and all that stuff. How do you feel about because Dark Lane oh, Dark Lane demo tapes was just to like curb all the leak the leaks right basically, but even yeah. still there were other leaks, <laughs> like right. stuff's just leaking left and right. I need to I need to text you about leaks. I, I found a um I heard an update about a the Kanye tracker. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I'll text you. Um. So yeah, I. What, what I like about, and you know me, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a flow guy first, lyric second, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Jay's flow is nice on this. It's not like the greatest Jay flow ever, but like maybe, because honestly, his flow on jail is weird. I don't mm-hmm. think he knew what to do with jail exactly. Because mm-hmm. there's so much space yeah. in, in that song. But like, you know, love all. Jay knows how to rap on a beat like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right up his, uh, yeah. right up his, his alleyway. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I liked it though. I like the song. Okay. It's not like top. It's not like an amazing record. I like it. It's a good song. And you're kind of like, eh? Yeah, I'm pretty eh on this. Okay. You're pretty eh on a lot of this so far. I know. I know. Next up is Fair Trade featuring Travis Scott, produced by Wonder Girl, Travis Scott, Oz, some other people. How do you feel about this? I think this beat is really dope. Yeah. But again, the victim raps mm. kill it for me. Kill it for me. Losing losing friends and gaining a lot of clarity, what he say? Uh sounds like a fair trade to me. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I see, I took that as like he's doing Instagram caption rap again. Oh, for oh, Instagram rap caption raps are all over this album. Right. All over this album. Um, and I've seen them. <laughs> uh I actually the my other thought on this, and again, y'all, I'm still processing through yeah, this yeah, album. Yeah. Um this was a very interesting record to get Travis on. This doesn't feel like the Travis feature record. Yeah. It's, which I appreciate it. It's right. I mean, it's not sicko mode part two. Right. It's not sicko mode. It's not praise God. It's not these like, usually you get Travis on the high energy records and this is not a high energy record at all. Right. It's not plotting like the other records are. Cause I think the B, I want to know what that sample is. That sample is really dope on this. Oh, it's, um, it's a singer named Charlotte Day Wilson. Okay. 
Canadian singer, I think. Okay. Yeah, oh, the- she's the cousin of uh, Ovio, uh, Ovio uh, co-founder Oliver. There okay. Yeah, so it's a song called... It's the second verse... Oh, wow, they just got everything. It's from a, her, her song called Mountains. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, it's a dope sample. Um, but, um, yeah, I, f- I mean, I assume the, that Travis's part, I mean, might as well be probably, like, you know, from his sessions for his own album. You know what I mean? It's basically a different... Mm-hmm. It basically, like, morphs into a different song. Yeah. Um, but um, I feel like the song's kind of a slow burner. I think the first time I, I I hit play on this, I was expecting high energy, like you said. Yeah. But the more I listen, I like the song. It's a good song. Yeah. Okay. But again, I think like because we haven't had a high energy record in a while, it makes it very obvious. Like if you had a different order or different songs on here, the Travis Scott record doesn't need to carry that that kind of weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we've been complaining about energy. We have. Well, Drake has a, has an answer for you. Which is? It's called Way Too Sexy. <laughs> Feature in Future and Young Thug. <laughs> Produced by TM88 and Too Dope. You walked right into that one. I did. I forgot what, what track that was. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> it's a couple, yeah, go ahead. Should we talk about the video? Yeah, so I haven't watched the video yet. I've only seen clips. Wait, wait, you haven't seen the video? Nah, I've been busy. Well, the, the, the other thing is... I'm not crazy about the song, so it doesn't make me watch the video. But seeing the clips of the video, the stills, them redoing the boys to me, water runs dry with Kawhi, him having the fat suit on. It's like, okay, like you're going, you're oh. going to a different place with your your visuals. Oh, like that's he's great. Going for it. Uh, like there's a it's a ridic it's so over the top and ridiculous. And what it actually calls out is like, sorry, future and young thug. Like, you forget, no, Drake was an actor. Right. Like he is, you're talking about vulnerable, right? And like, I wouldn't quite call this vulnerability, but Drake, I think starting with Hotline Bling really understood that it's okay for as long as he's the one who's kind of like poking fun at himself and is kind of in on, in on the joke, then it's okay. And to kind mm. of embrace that meme ability. Right. And he go he takes that to like, Almost an over-the-top level. I mean, this is an over-the-top song. You kind of, you know, I think the Right Said Fred sample, having an over-the-top video is like a little wink, wink, nod, nod. Like, yeah, this, this is a lot, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's it a says. lot. And I, and I think he's smart for doing that because then it takes away us that are like, why would you sample Right Said Fred? And he's like, well, yeah, like, we're ha- like this is fun or this is... Right, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be fun. And then what do you say to that if your arms are crossed? You look like an idiot. You, you say, I'm going to go back and listen to Donda. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't have time for this. Yeah. He, here's the thing. As, as fun as the video is, mm-hmm. this song is lazy. It's very boring. Yes. Future yeah. really said, I'm too sexy for this syrup. Come on, man. <laughs> Which is is funny, kind of, if you read it. Like, if you read the lyrics, you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is kind of funny. But Future sounds bored. Mm. Um, if this song is successful, it's not because it's a dope song. It'll be because of the, the video or because something goes viral. I'm seeing a lot of people warm up to this record. I I'm wonder, seeing a lot of people warm up to this record. So you remember- I think because people want to- 
say that they're too sexy or they're too good for something. That's basically what this, I'm too good for this. Right. I think that that resonates with a, a, a certain demographic of people that would listen to Drake's music. I think it's, I think it resonates right now. Like this doesn't feel like, I, I can't wait for you to play me back my, what I'm about to say in like three weeks when, when this has been number one or something like that. Right. But like, right. <laughs> this doesn't feel like there's any staying power to this song. I mean, maybe mm. I'm wrong. Like I, I, this feels like a, this feels like an idea that remember at the start of the summer when people were like, Oh, like people are going to be vaccinated and COVID's going to go away and we're going to be outside. Right. <laughs> it's going to be hot vax summer. <laughs> right. Right. Vax that thing up. Well, <laughs> you know, oh. some people were outside all summer. If they were. But a lot of people were not. Yeah. And I, the vibe I, is really kind of weird in America right now. Extremely. And this it's feels like, like a this feels like a video and a single for an alternate reality. Where everybody's outside. Yeah. 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 People would people outside, and I hope I'm not I hope I'm not diverting the conversation. <laughs> I just admonish people to like go outside. And I don't mean go outside and, you know, just get reckless, but like it's amazing to see all of the commentary online and then when you just like go outside and talk to just talk to people, like that energy is not in your local communities. If it is, like people have are definitely mums the word with it. It's just it's very interesting. It's very aggressive online and it's not so much outside unless something goes viral where someone was outside doing too much. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, have you are you familiar with the show on, on Netflix called F Boy Island? Have you heard about this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine what that means? I'm saying like, that's a lot. Talk to me. That's basically the vibe that Drake is going for here. Mm. He's like, yeah, I'm an F boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a point. There was a point. Are you, are you meaning like, he's like accepting his dirtbaggery? He really is in a sense. Okay. I'm like, I mean, which is uh, not the direction I thought Drake was going to go. Frankly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, he's he's rich and he's got a lot of, of, of strippers in Houston to, 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 to send through college. And, you know, that's the life he lives. <laughs> I'm saying I agree because, dang, I lost my train of thought again. Dang it. I'm ruining this. No, 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 no. It's OK. It's OK. It's OK. Yeah. You get to. A, I don't know if that goes along with what we said earlier, where he's like. He's unhappy and he feels like he's never going to get married. And most people who feel that way are just like, you know what? I'm just going to be this dirtbag forever. Yeah. This life forever. Yeah. This song ain't it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's boring. It's boring. Now it does give a boost of energy when the drums come on and all that. Like it's a very quick burst of energy and even Drake's verse, it's still kind of there. But by yeah. the time the hook comes back in, we're we're back down. And I'm like, yo, I'm bored. Future on the hook is a mistake for this. Mm. I heard somebody say that uh, Uzi should have been on this. <laughs> and that would have been interesting. So what's interesting is like, this is meant to be like a real like, I mean, in, in the truest sense of the word, a crossover record, right? I don't really know if that's where Future is now. Like Future's famous. People know Future. But like, I don't know, man. I think I think future is just gonna be future at this yeah, point. I don't think he's gonna sure. be like the pop guy. He's like in a Chris Brown sense where he's, you know, for different reasons, of course, but he's just gonna like 
you know, meddle around in this sort of lane and, and be okay with it. I, I wonder if it was calculated by Drake to have Future do the hook and not him. I think so. Because if Future does it, it's one thing. If Drake gets up here and says, I'm too sexy for your girl. I mean, but he says that all the time. Well, on Just this in record, different ways. Yeah. when you see the video, you'll understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the is video he, is so ridiculous. Okay. I'll watch it. He's playing. Remember in the eighties, they had the um, you you'd see the uh, like the the um, hair metal bands would have like the two neck guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake has one of those in this video. I mean, you kind of have like. I mean, you're they're, gonna do they're the going guitar, over the top. Or you're gonna do the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis like the 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 key, guitar, the guitar? The You know, yeah. he needed the guitar for this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, this song's not it. Yeah, I'm good. I'm 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 bored. Let's t- let's talk about. A song that's, <clears throat> that's got some controversy. Okay. And that's TSU. Is it TSU or is it Sue? I thought it is was the, TSU for Texas it, State University. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. Never mind. I assume. It's but, TSU then. I mean, consider- It's probably TSU. Yeah. All the, all the colleges that get shouted out at the, uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, which, is, uh, which is the problem with the controversy, right? So yeah. um, that's OG Ron C on the beginning. Yep. And uh, this is a sample- Oh, sorry. It's Texas Southern University, not Texas, Texas State. Southern. Okay. Um, so this is not like this is OG Ronsi, a sample of something he's done previously. And you're probably a, probably an F action or something like that. And when he did it originally, he did it over a screwed version of R. Kelly's Half on a Baby. Mm-hmm. Definitely F action. Then. So when they sampled this, you'll so like the sample that's credited is not to OG Ron C it's half on a baby is one of the samples here. Mm-hmm. And OG Ron C is credited as a producer. Okay. Because that's interesting. When you clear, when you, when you sample something that was never cleared in the first place, you have to go clear the sample that they sampled. It's the same move that they did on the intro with Masego. Okay. Where Masego is credited as a co-producer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this was uh, the this was apparently the a, a late a, a late song to get cleared. Okay. And Forty talks about Forty uh, responded uh, to some of the criticism about this, and said basically like behind that sample you can't even really hear that it's an R. Kelly song, but they had to clear. Um, mm. And he then goes on to say he he talks about how because some people were like I can't believe that like money from this Drake project is going to go towards R. Kelly's legal defense fee and all this other stuff. Right. So R. Kelly's actually apparently according to his lawyer broke right now. Mm-hmm. And he's broke because there are other claims on whatever money comes in. So mm-hmm. if you are listening to this and you are concerned about that, that money's not going to R. Kelly anyway. Right. What, what gets me is you don't even need it. Like this song, what? this song does not need that intro. Okay. You just so a version of that leaked, right? Yep, that's right. And it did not have the intro. I think that's correct. So my problem is, I actually like the intro because I like OG Ron C tapes. Yeah. I love F. I love F actions. Um, they're basically just like chopped and screwed, um, uh, like slow jam tapes. So really, really dope. I'm actually that just brought it up. I'm just like I'm looking for some right now. Um, the problem for me is, is I think you're right. This record doesn't need it. I would have liked to have heard it on the next song. Mm, yeah, I hear what you mean. Yeah, just for the flow of right, it. Right, right, right. 
Um, and then I wondered, like, okay, well, y'all cleared this, and you have a relationship with Ron C. Like, why didn't you just have him just do it, do a skit? Because um, I th- uh, forty said that um, this is like this is what got cleared at the last minute, and they didn't have time to have him come in because they didn't okay. realize that what he that what he that what he was talking over was a slowed version of Half on a Baby until they were literally at the last minute. Mm, I wow. wonder if this was a last second addition to the album since this was this was an early leak. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Forty then went on. It was like in an Instagram comment, but he talked about how you know it's kind of wild because like he was just reading the book Baby Girl and the recounts of some of that stuff. Like he's really separate. He's really separating himself. But then. And what is a, I can't find the exact comment now, but I swear when I read this, he said something to the effect of, he was talking about how like, you know, he basically was saying that, listen, I'm just a music guy, right? I disagree with what Drake says all the time. Like he's the artist, he's got like, not quite throwing Drake under the bus, but for the first time I can ever recall putting a line between like, Drake does the, Drake's doing the lyrics, I'm helping with the music and the sound and that's it which was fascinating. <laughs> he was, I mean, he didn't quite like, you know, back the, the school bus up over, over Drake, but, mm-hmm. um, but he definitely was like, nope, nope, I got nothing to do with this. No, sir. Yeah. yeah. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is too bad because once this song actually like drops, this song is great. I love this song. Okay. That in sync sample is crazy. That's an in sync sample. That's in sync covering. Let me make sure I get this right. That's in sync uh, doing their cover of "Sailing" by Christopher Cross. Wow, and I love Christopher Cross "Sailing." <laughs> <laughs> they covered that. Yeah, yeah, in the late nineties, and and like that, the sample and on this beat is like it's a chop of their vocals. That's a crazy sample. Okay, that's a crazy record to sample. Okay, man, y'all y'all be deep on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I should point out this is produced by uh, uh, basically aside from OG Ron C, two people from within the OVO slash Forty, like all the people who work in the studio with them. So it's some person named Harley Ars- Arsenal and uh, who's credited working in the studio and all the previous OVO stuff. And Noel C, who also works with 40 and all of Drake stuff. So this was like very clearly like an in-house record. Um, but 40 is not credited, which is interesting. And uh and OG Ron C. <laughs> and uh you said it you said it OVO wheelhouse. So is uh your boys on there? Who? Division. Uh dang, <laughs> no. who's the other who's the other guy? Why can't I think of that? Okay, whatever. Never well mind. parties they wrote, parties got to come on here later. Of course. Of course. Never mind. Whatever. My joke is ruined. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I, this record's great. I love this record. Okay. I'm a, I'm a try. I'm a try it again a little later. I'm a little, I'm a little a on this record right now. Really? Yeah. Like Drake has done this before. This is not mm-hmm. new, but this is a, this is a good type of Drake. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like this one a lot. For me, I'm like, okay, album's picking up a little bit here. All right. 